Big dog. Uh, what's up, people? How you doing? Uh, this is Eric T. Jackson back with another episode of Talking Shop. I'm here with a good friend of mine, uh, my, my man. Uh, he has uh, been through the ringer and he's back on top. And uh, he's got a, he's got a great story for you guys, and, and, and I wanted to talk to him about that. Uh, Cedric Boy, how you doing, brother? Oh man, I'm doing good. How about you, man? Hey, I'm great, man. Yeah. So, hey, so let's jump right into it, man. Uh, so we're gonna talk about uh, you and the stint uh, you you spent in uh, in prison. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, you've been my brother for uh, way before you 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 did this bid. So, but I I uh, have to be honest, man. I, I don't even know what it was for, man. So, uh, can you tell everybody? So, what did you go to prison for? I went to prison for an uh, aggravated robbery case at the age nineteen. I committed the robbery when I was eighteen, but uh, went to prison when I was nineteen. Okay, and so for those people that don't know, aggravated robbery means that you, you I committed I committed a robbery with a gun. With a gun, absolutely, good deal. Uh, so. My, my my question is, was this a one-off? Was this just a mistake, or had you been going down the wrong path for a while? Uh, it, was, it was. It really became like a, uh, you know, caught up in the street life and stuff like that, and it was just a hustle. Okay. It was, it was a hustle for me, and it, it was a way to make, you know, quick money and stuff like that. Yeah. And of course, it was the wrong choice. <laughs> yeah, and, and probably all the ones that that maybe you had done before then were the wrong choice too. But you know, I, no, I get it, man. You know, uh, it becomes a way of life, and, and, and you know, and you know, you don't know until until it's too late. So you know, now I let my girl throw her little question in there, man. So let me, I'm gonna ask you this, but it's coming from my my girl. <laughs> Right. So was there anything in your childhood that happened to you that you believe was a catalyst to putting you on, on that path? It's a good question, but it's from her, it, not it, from me. So that's a great question. Mm -hmm. And, and really, to be honest with you, you know how I was raised. Mm -hmm. I told you that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it really was, man. I had some great role models with my mm -hmm. uh, grandfathers, both my grandfathers in my life and stuff like that. Yep. It, uh, as I got older, I just Develop a uh, type of mentality that it, it became self-destructive. Yeah, I you know that. you feel like that the only way you're gonna have some if you do do some the illegal way. Somebody you know, somebody else. Yeah, yeah. If you take some, yeah, I get you, man. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't. I can't say I had nothing really just bad happen to me and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Never been molested or done like that. Nothing that just. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Head or nothing. It was just like I said. I just got caught up in the streets, man, uh -huh. and living that street life and made yeah. some bad. Absolutely, absolutely bad choices. Uh, okay. So, 
take me to the courtroom. Let's start there. They they sentenced you to uh, was it twenty five years? Fifty years. Wow. So they sentenced you to fifty years. All right. So I have a homeboy in the music industry who you may or may not know, but he was sentenced to forty five years. Yeah. And, and we thought we thought he was getting five years to probation. The brother got forty five years. So you can imagine the mouths that dropped. So when when that judge said fifty, 50 were you did your lawyer did your lawyers prepare you for fifty years? No, like <clears throat> they had already offered me like twenty five, but I didn't I didn't accept the deal. So, so okay, when the judge actually sentenced me to fifty years, it was a shock to me because I thought the judge was gonna give me less than the twenty five. <laughs> twenty five years was only what the uh, the DA was offering. Yeah, because my case it, it involved a weapon, but I was with somebody that had the gun and stuff like that, and like really like accessory to robbery. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Then I got hurt. Who got hurt? No one got hurt in in the, in the offense. Okay, in the yeah, that so makes I'm, it better. Five years—that's too much for me to cop out to. Yeah. So when I was sentenced to fifty years. Man, in my mind, I'm saying, like, I know the judge said 15. He didn't say 15. <laughs> yeah, he said 15. Yeah. And my knees buckled, man. My Ooh. knees buckled. It's like I got punched like by Mike Tyson. Wow. Mike Tyson blow buckled my knees. It was just that devastating. Yeah. And, and you, uh, you were 19 you know, at the time. 19. Your whole life flashed before your eyes. Man. It did, and uh, you know, I really thought it was over with. I was like, "Damn, man, this this is gonna end right here." So, 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 how was it for? So, I I don't know who was in the court with you. So, let's talk about your your, your people. You know, uh, I know your people. So, so, how did it affect them? Oh man, that was devastating. Yeah, could nobody believe it? You know, it was like. You know, everybody was just in a state of shock. Yeah. Yeah. Even my lawyer was in a state of shock. <laughs> so did your lawyer, was your lawyer like, man, we're going we gonna to kill it on appeal? Yeah, yeah. He said, man, I got you on appeal, man. You know, we're going we gonna to get this back, man. We're going to give it back to him. Yeah. He said, I appeal. But that never materialized into anything. You know, I, I end up having to do the 25 and make it parole. Because when you get sentenced to aggravated, when you get sentenced to aggravated sentence, you got to do half of the sentence that you that you uh sentenced to. Okay. Like sentenced to twenty five years, you got to do twelve and a half before the eligibility for the possibility of being eligible for parole. Oh, okay, okay. So I had to do half of half of that fifth before I was before the possibility of parole. And then that parole was not even guaranteed. No, nah, it's not. It's yeah. you know it's like your life, your life is, is in the balance of uh people that gotta judge you by a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't know, they don't know you. They don't know you personally or nothing like that. They just judge you by what's on the paper. Yeah, yeah. They 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 don't know your heart. They don't know your intentions. They don't know your family background. Yeah. Nothing. They don't know the changes that you made for the better. You know, yeah. they don't 
they just they just don't know. They they don't know you probably not the same person that you was when you committed these crimes or anything like that. Yet yeah. they making a decision on your life, man. So did you have uh again uh you and I grew up together, but like when I went off to college and you guys moved to Dallas, we sort of you know didn't communicate as much. So did did you have a significant other at that point? Did you have any kids? Uh, yes. I didn't have any kids, but I had a significant other, and she was there for me. And matter wow. of fact, uh, we together right now, my high school sweetheart. Wow. After all this time, man, we're still together. That's love. I'm going to walk through the door in a minute for work. <laughs> hey, I want to meet her, man. That That's black yeah. love right there, bro. It, it's true love. True love. You know, true love is something that they, they don't never die, man, no matter yeah. what happens. Um, Absolutely. It's going to sustain this test of time. Yes, sir. Now, was this a, a high school? So did you go to high school in Marshall, or did y'all move away before you made it to high yeah. school in Marshall? High school in uh, Dallas. Okay. We moved away to high school. Yeah, okay. So, so I, I, met at, uh, I met at a school up here at North Garland. Okay. And, Shout out to and, North Garland, baby. And right now, we stay right down the street from the high school that we met at. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool, bro. So let's go get back to it, man. Uh, yeah. So when did you sort of realize, damn, I'm in prison? Like, was it when you got off uh, the, bu the bus? Or how, how did they, did they take you to prison right out of the court? No, nah, like, uh, when you said this, you got the... The prison has like forty-five days to come pick you up from the county, so you can you can leave anywhere within forty-five days after you actually sentence. Okay. But uh, when I when I after I got sentenced, I went back to the back to the holding tank and and in, in, uh, in the county, man, I cried like a baby, man. You know, it was like it was like, man, my life is over. Yeah. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Friday, and uh, when I actually went to prison, you know, when when people in the county they hear about you finna go to prison, they start because people in prison, people in uh in the county, they have been to prison before, stuff like that a lot. Uh huh. So they try to tell you what to expect when you oh, get how to prepare yourself and stuff like that, and they say, yeah. man, first dude to come up to you, just hit him in the mouth or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that, so I started working out. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was, I'm, I'm a small guy. Uh -huh. So I started working out, started trying to get my weight up a little bit, to <laughs> mentally and physically prepare myself for what I'm finna be faced with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So you were, were you with somebody else that 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 committed the aggravated robbery? Yeah, I, I would associate. So I mean that that associate, y'all got the same amount of time. Nah, he never was charged with it because you know, in the streets, it's like this that uh, if you commit a crime with somebody, they get away, you get caught. Hey, that's your case, okay? You know what I'm saying, and vice versa. Okay, so so he he never got caught, nah, he, but he ended up going to prison though for a whole nother case, but not not for this one, though. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're in that, when you're in the streets, it's gonna catch up to you eventually, yeah. Yep. Uh, so take me through uh your first night, bro, in prison. 
your first uh, night? How scared were you at that point? Or had you already consolidated in your mind and worked out enough <laughs> that you were prepared for it? Yeah, like when I when I got off the bus, man, you know, they stripped you down and stuff like that. And uh, I was already saying to myself, man, I hope one of these dudes don't come to me sideways or nothing like that because I ain't trying to hurt nothing. I'm already, I already got a lot of anger, yeah, frustration built up in me because of the situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm really ready to lash out on somebody. I'm really, you know, ready to take it out on somebody. They don't know I got a monster trapped inside of me. You know, what already, I'm saying? yeah, ready unleash. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know. I wasn't really, I couldn't say I was really scared. Okay. But I was apprehensive because I didn't know what to expect. There you go. Because you hear a lot of stories, man. You don't know yeah. which one you're going to be a part of. Yeah. And then you can't come in her, you can't come in her like with any fear or nothing like that because that's when they really going to take advantage of you. They see any mm -hmm. type of fear or weakness, they're going to take advantage of it. Of that. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, you got people that prey on prey on weak people, man, in prison. That's how they survive in that preying on weak people. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, and they and I uh, know I've heard those type of things as well, man. So, so your first night, man, what'd you do? Oh, uh, my first night, like, well, let me take you through the day first. Okay, go ahead. Like, okay, like they got these little games they play. The inmates, like, when you get there, they want to see what type of mentality you have. Oh, okay. So, you know, they let you go to commissary and stuff like that Uh, your first day. As soon as you get off the bus, almost, you go to the wing, and then you go to commissary. Uh -huh. So you got the day room is right by the, right by the, uh, right by the living area. The day room is where all the inmates come to and watch TV, play dominoes, play chess or whatever, uh -huh. Conjugate with each other. Yeah. So I walked by the day room and one of the dudes asked, say, look out, little dog. Buy me an ice cream. I just looked at him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In my mind, like, man, I don't I don't know you. I, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird, but, that's a weird request, ice cream. Yeah, but it's the reason why they do that. Okay. And I'm gonna get to that reason why they do that. So uh anyway, once I got back from the from commissary or whatnot, the guy asked, Hey, little dog, you get get to get that ice cream. I said, nah, man, I didn't I didn't buy myself no ice cream. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, when you put your stuff up there, I wanna look at you in the day room. See, look at you mean and, wanna, uh, look at you. Know, up with you. Yeah. Okay. So, did you know that at that point? That's what yeah. you meant? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I, I kind of knew I was familiar with the with lingo like that. Okay. You no, know, with all the prison lingo, but you know what I'm saying? They were using that type of lingo in, in uh in the county and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh anyway. Once I put myself up, I went back to the day room and the dude say, say, man, why you why you didn't get my ice cream? I say, man, I didn't, I didn't buy myself no ice cream. Plus, I don't even know you like that. Yeah. I said, but it don't matter. I, why you, why you didn't get it? <laughs> then say, anyway, where you from anyway? 
because they always want to know where you from mm -hmm. before anything happens. Because you know, if you you might be somebody from their area or something, you know what oh, I'm saying? Okay. Uh -huh. Stuff like that stick together, like East Texas stick together. Yeah. South Dallas stick together, East Dallas. You know what I'm saying or whatnot? <laughs> they stick together and roll together. Yeah. Here come my wife. She just walked in the door. Okay. Come here. Hey. There she is. What's up, baby? Hey, how are you? I am great. I'm glad to see you sticking by this brother right here, man. It's a good brother. Good, already. Already. Nice to meet you. You too. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so dude, I, I said, man, I'm out of, uh, I'm, I'm from Marshall, but I fell out of Dallas. He said, oh, you, you from me sex is that. So he called, he called somebody from East Texas because somebody from your area, that's who's going to check you in or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Gonna okay. Yeah. So uh, he called this dude. I, don't, I ain't going to say no names, but he called sure. the dude. Called name, man. Uh, damn, man. You look like so-and-so. Before he said this, he was like, man, you look like so-and-so. Because <laughs> ironically, my brother was over there. Keith? I went to beat over yeah. Okay. And the same wing that I went to, he had just left like a month before that. Wow. So the dude from East Texas, he know him. So he's like, damn, man, you look just like oh, so and so, so and so. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. He said, man, anyway, you already know what it is, though. You know, you got to, you know what I'm saying, get your yeah. Yeah. breaks if you're going to, you know, just be a man or whatever. Because anybody that don't want to fight, if they see you ain't going to fight for yourself, mm -hmm. and take your commissary, you're going to be paying for protection from somebody. Yeah. Might be somebody's girlfriend. Oh, ain't, ain't wow. no yeah. You know, just yeah. open. Yeah. When they see that you ain't going to stand up for yourself, you ain't going to fight for yourself. You just. So so it's prison. So, so what kind of guys aren't going to stand up for themselves? Oh, man, you'll be surprised. Uh -huh. You'll how how dudes is without no without no protection. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. I ain't that type of dude, but I got it. I yeah. get it. And then you got some people in prison just not built built like that, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. For so, sure. Because there ain't no gangster or no street dudes. Right. Right. You know, they come from all walks of life and stuff like that. So, so they, was, so was this got, dude that you that was trying to throw down with you? Was he like Swole was he prison swole? Was he a big dude? No, nah, but see, this is how they do it. They don't. They don't just overmatch you. They're gonna match you up with somebody that, like, in your size range or something oh, like. Okay. That. Okay. They ain't gonna throw no anybody at you. They ain't gonna. They ain't gonna throw nobody out there to just mollywop you. Or nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I got messed up with this little dude, and then we. We got to be in, you know, and I can't say I got the best of him. We got the best of me because I'm fighting like, I don't know if they're going to try to click on me or what. If they're going to exactly. try to jump. Yeah. But I stood in there and then you gain respect just from that. Okay. Just from that. And then you got to do scoping out, see if you got something or not. <laughs> yeah, see how hard you hit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so they like, shit. Man, don't, don't, don't mess with that little dude right there. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Already. Yeah. No, that that that's cool, man. So that's uh then what happened after that? 
<clears throat> so then, you know, you're going to be assigned a job. And uh, the first job you're going to have in prison is, is like working in the whole squad. We call it the fields. Hmm. That's really like a form of modern-day slavery. You're going to be in a field lined up with 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 uh with aggies, which is really hoes, mm-hmm. uh hitting the ground while somebody's singing out cakes. While, while you got a dude on a horse with a shotgun. So it's just like the movies. Just like the movie. You remember that movie Life? Yeah. Yeah. And that was in like the nineteen twenties <laughs> and thirties. They still do that shit. Yep. Man, that's why I say it's like modern day slavery. Damn. Do they pay you for your job? Hell no. Nah. You don't get paid. <laughs> hey, you go work. You go work. Bro. You ain't finna get paid. You go work. To- so I've, I've heard stories of people getting like like $2 an hour and shit like that. Is that not, is that not nah. true? No, nah, like, like say for instance, they got some, uh, some prison that got like work programs. Okay. Where TDC have taken out a contract with a, uh, with a manufacturing that producing some type of product. Yeah. And then if they got if they got guys work if they got inmates working in that in that uh factory and whatnot, then they will pay them incentives. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I got that. But they don't go, that ain't for all the prisons. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So uh so let me ask you this. Uh so how angry were you and, and, and who were you angry with when, when you got to prison, man? Like, like, were you angry at yourself, at the judge, at your boy? Who who were you angry at? Everybody. Okay. And then what's so crazy about it, you really don't know who to be mad at. <laughs> so just know that, damn, man, I'm, I'm in a mess up situation right now. You just... Your mind, man, I'm talking about a, it. It was like, I was really like a madman. Insane for like four years. My first four years, I didn't do nothing but fight. And uh, and just get in trouble, man. That was it. Wow. Wow. Because I was just so angry and I used to yeah. lash. So even, and, af- even after you fought that first day, I guess people still come in and try to check you, and they just want to. They just want to fight just to fight. I mean, why, why was you fighting? <laughs> I do like that. Uh-huh. They just because they ain't got nothing else to do. Ain't nothing else to do, <laughs> or, or, they, or they ain't got enough sense to do nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Or they they don't, they don't worked out so much. They want to see how strong they done got. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, it took me it took me a minute just to get a grip on my on myself, man. Get a grip on my mind. That's my, my thing. Mind. So, so when did you stop being angry? Well, this is another story. Like, like I said, I'm getting in so much trouble. I always say, like on the lowest level, you know, they got different levels in prison. Yep, they got a level like one and stuff like that, where you can be in general population, but if you get your level dropped up under one, you go to like medium custody. That's a different custody level. Okay. Where you get like four or five hours a day room time. Oh, okay. I end up going to level three. That's the lowest level you can get. 
And I, I was only getting two hours out the cell a day. And uh, that really gave me a lot of time to myself. Okay. And, you know, it was so much stuff going down there. We stayed on lockdown a lot. On lockdown, you don't come out your cell, period. Wow. You come out your cell probably like every other day for a shower. Damn. The day in between, you locked up the whole 24 hours in that cell. Wow, no shower, no nothing. Ride, break out or something like that, that locked the, locked the wing down. Yeah. But anyway, one day I'm sitting in my cell, man. I'm We're on lockdown. I'm hungry. I'm like, damn. And then in the junk, they give us like for, for dinner and lunch and stuff like that, they give you a junk with two sandwiches and a, a peanut butter sandwich and like a bologna sandwich. Hmm. And, and it might have a little drop of peanut butter on there or something. You know what I'm saying? And, that, <laughs> and we had been on lockdown for about a week. Wow. So from mad. So the officer passed by the cells. He passed out the journeys and stuff. He passed the journey to me. And uh, I look at it. I just I threw it back in. <laughs> you were mad. <laughs> yeah. I threw it back in. Get this. I don't want this, know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, he 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 picked up, threw it back in the cell. I'm trying to spit on the man, and everything. I'm on the board, trying to spit on him, cussing him out, all for nothing. He ain't did nothing to me, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I give, give my journey, whatever. <laughs> so he walked off, and when he 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 walked down a few cells and then he came he came back he just he just looking looked in there at me I'm sitting on the bed I'm still huffing and puffing I looked at him and then he just shook his head and walked out <laughs> but that was like a epitome for me man because yeah. it made me realize something I was like damn man these folks got me caged up like a freaking animal yeah. But then I realized something at that moment. Uh -huh. I'm caged up like an animal because I'm acting like an animal. Yeah, absolutely. Look how yeah. That yeah. dude behind the cage. Uh -huh. So yeah. I'm like, I got to get myself together, man. Yeah. I got to I gotta, I gotta do something, man. I got to get myself together. So I wrote down a list. Everything. I was like, man, it's a lot of things that I can't do, uh -huh. but it's things that I can do while I'm hurt. Yeah. So when you focus on the things in prison that you can't do, mm -hmm. that, that that type of things that frustrate you and stuff like that. But if yeah. you concentrate on things that you can do, yeah. Like especially working on yourself. Mm -hmm. So I realized the things that I could do, like go to college. Okay. Get in the trade. Yep. Get type of faith-based program or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Anything that, that was productive, take advantage of the resources that was available to me there. Yep. That uh, lashed out my anger on people. Right. So, so that I, moment, man, when I when I when I act, when I lashed out like that, man, I realized that man, I went down to like a, a animal mentality, man. So how long had that been when you did that? That had been like four years. Okay. That was way, you know, saying that was yeah. down the line. Yeah. Wow. That's how long I was stuck in that type of mentality, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 I mean, I'm sure you you know it, it felt like it wasn't even that long because you know when you're in a situation like that, you really don't have a sense of time. Nah, man, it's like all the days strain together. Yeah, exactly. Every day is the same. <laughs> it's like fifty first dates. Absolutely, every day is the same. So, so. So that right there, because that was my next one, that right there, if I wonder if that had a never happened, if you'd have actually made the connection that that you're being treated like an animal because you are an animal. You know, God works in mysterious ways, man. Just just right there at that second, that officer giving you that, you know, that that food. That, yeah. That, John that Johnny, is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it made it, it made you have an epiphany, bro. That ultimately, yeah. I, I you know sent you on a on the the you know a, a different path. So so this is my question, and I guess you you started to answer. It, so I uh, I figure you really uh, you can't really come up with a plan until you accept where you are. So once you you accepted that you were going to be there. Uh, you know, you that was your plan of action to, to write right. down everything you could do. Yeah, that's why I want I want to rephrase that. See, yeah. Before you can write a plan, yeah, you gotta you gotta understand who you are already. Because when you understand who you are, you understand your limitations and and your abilities, right? So you can better take advantage of. So I had to, I had to realize, I had to be honest with myself at that moment. And that's tough. That's the toughest yeah, thing to do. But I realized, um, even though I had a GED, I ain't that, I wasn't that educated. Okay. So, uh, so when did you get your GED? Did you get it in prison or before? I got my GED right before I went to prison. Okay. But that. That's not saying anything, you know. You know what I'm saying? I still realize that, hey man, I need to I need to educate myself more while yeah. I'm here. Yep. Uh I need to get in tune with who I really am and who I want to be, man, and start trying to live, go down that path and, and make a plan to do that. But if I'm never never be honest with themselves, then I don't care what kind of plan they make. Absolutely. You know that probably not going to materialize. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, it starts with being honest with yourself, bro. So let me ask you this, man. Uh, was was anybody positive in, in prison? I mean, could could you count could you count on anyone or lean on anyone? I mean. You know, yeah. It, it, you got some positive brothers down there. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Okay. But on a wing, you probably have 150 people. Okay. Out of 150 people, you might have two or three people that's really there trying to better themselves. Wow. Wow. That's Real. So I'm talking about you surrounded by negativity. The whole, yeah. Yeah. So so, so how can you be positive in a place that, that's full of negativity? Like, like I mean, I, I just imagine it's got to be the toughest thing ever, but, 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 you know, 
if there's if there's a couple of people there that is that what you do? Did you lean on those couple of people or at times? Okay. At times, you know, that's somebody you people that you build with. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But a lot of times you gotta be in the mentality where that you're not gonna let the, the environment dictate you. You gotta dictate your environment. Already. And Already. and then you can be somewhere but not involved with what's happening there. Yeah. You saying there's a lot of stuff going on, but you don't have to involve yourself with what's going on. For sure. You can involve yourself with something else. Even if it even if it's not the popular thing to do or the cool thing to do or the G thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, gotta do what's best for you. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're there, but it to me it seems like it's so much that's out of your control. Like, you know, what are the things that are out of your control that you had that you sort of were fearful of happening to you? Oh, like uh like you know, you have you have dudes that are doing all types of, all right, let me let me paint a picture right quick. You have racial racial tension there too. Like prison is is a surrogated place. Yeah. So you have blacks hang with blacks, Mexican hang with Mexican, whites hang with whites. And no Asians in prison. <laughs> when uh inside inside those groups, you have subsections. Okay. You have bloods, crib, black, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You got little divisions within the black and all that. And yeah. same with the other races also. Yeah. But anyway, now, if a black and a white guy get, get in a fight, you know what I'm saying, and, and the white guy might be getting the best of the black guy, the black guy might jump in to help his homeboy. Mm-hmm. So guess what a, a white guy gonna do? Jump in to help his homeboy. So then, <laughs> it's, it's racial rise start just like that. Wow. Just Talk like that. And then in a ride, man, these people trying to kill you, even though you ain't got nothing to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. They trying to kill every person that's opposite their race that they can. Yes. And will. Wow. So those, those type of things that I feared happened that was out of my control. And, and you gotta you always gotta be on uh on alert. You yeah. know, you gotta be high alert at all times. You gotta be able to really sense the tension. Who did you who did you fear more? Uh the, the prisoners or the guards? The prisoners. Okay. You know, but then I, I'm I'm gonna say this. Prison is a place where mentally you can't live in fear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Number one, you die. Yeah. You go around these these guys. Okay. And then they 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 the same type of people that I was hanging around with in the streets anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you knew how to how to how to how to move with them. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it wasn't that I feared feared anybody or nothing like that, but it was like you just got to be cautious of the type of people you deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How you deal with them. Yeah. So what? So is is the mentality different for someone? on a five-year bid and someone on a 25-year bid? Or is the mentality the same? Nah, 
you know, they 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 on a short term uh short term lease. Short term rental. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, excuse my French, but you know, dudes say, man, oh man, you just got five years, you can do that on your D head. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can stay in the restroom for five years. <laughs> Be about this thing. <laughs> oh, but they 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 in that same situation. They can get caught up in situations like that too. Yeah, you know? that's my thing. Anytime. Yeah. Those be the ones they try to they try to stay out. They try to stay out the way. They be in they sell like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> on ready. Right, right, baby. You know what I'm <laughs> Look, I got about a year. I'm be up for parole. <laughs> they try, yeah. they try life together outside. Exactly, but but they pieces together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that, bro. I oh, get that. If you know, dudes, they got a got a long stint to do. They trying to re realize how they gonna survive for the next next year or so in her. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so let me ask you this, big dog. So, <laughs> uh, and this is just something that I just I just assume people do when they go to prison. Did you ever say, "Let me try and rap"? I mean, did, did writing rhymes ever appeal to you? Nah, man, I knew that that wasn't my lane. Already. <laughs> Okay. okay. I, I like to hear dudes rap and stuff like that. It just wasn't my lane to do it. Was the cats in there trying to rap? Oh man, you had some guys that, that was nice. And uh matter of fact, there's a few of them that got out and put put out a few records. Oh, oh really? You, yeah. you might have been in there with zero. Man, I, and when I was in the music industry, zero ass was locked up so much. I'm like, dog, you'd be nice if you wasn't locked up. Yeah, uh, Hey, dog was on beat on. Okay. Uh, you got the dude. He just got out. He from Austin, named Mister. He just put something out. He was in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, had you ever seen? Uh, yeah. You know, I I thought my dog was trying to rap. I thought you had your pad, your pad full of rhymes and everything, man. <laughs> Hey man, so had you seen the movie Malcolm X when you went in? Yeah. So becoming a Muslim that never appealed to you? The actual movie had came out when I went in. I went in in '96. Oh, the movie came out in '92. With uh, with with, with Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. No, I don't think I. Oh, okay, okay. But being a Muslim, that not something you wanted to do. Nah, but I, I I read his book by okay. Alex. Yeah, biography. Yep, yep, yep. It changed my life when I read it, man. I started looking at I started looking at people different, not just white people, but black people too. I just started looking at people a whole new light, man. You know, it, it was something. It was it was it was nice. So, uh, so you 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 wasn't rapping. Uh, you, you didn't, you didn't want, you didn't like bean pies. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so so let's take it here. Did you become more religious in there? I mean, you know, did you read yeah, your Bible I, I, more, I, pray more? And more spiritual. Okay. Yeah, more spiritual. Yeah, because I, I realized that man, when you in a when you in a situation where you know the control that you have is limited, your situation is totally out of your control because you can't, you can't, you ain't finna just walk out the door and nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that and that brings another question. Did anybody try to 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 break out? Oh yeah, you have people that try to do that all the time. Did you? Okay. Yeah. They only gonna make it so far. <laughs> hey, big dog on that horse, only gonna let you get so far. <laughs> Now, let me ask you this. So, uh, you remember Life when they had the uh, the Uncle Tom-ass brother, you know what I'm saying? I forgot his name, but he he was, he was hated black people more than the white people hated black people. Did they have anybody like that? Like a, a black prisoner that wouldn't let y'all do shit for shit without telling the white men? Nah, well, well you, got some, you got some Uncle Toms everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But... I, I wouldn't say to that that extent, right? But you got some that uh, they'll try to you know what I'm saying snitch on other inmates and stuff like that to try to get favor with the laws and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, man. I know because I'm like, I'm like, you know, because again, because I didn't even think that nowadays they still have they have boys on horses with shotguns. I thought that was like in the old days, but if, if that's if that's still going on, then yeah. I just I just assume okay, then maybe they they got you know. But don't get me wrong, they got like uh, say for instance, they got somebody like on the lead row, like y'all in the line and stuff like this. So you got somebody on the lead row and stuff, and then he gonna have somebody that can fight, yeah, and somebody that that they can keep other people in line in in a sense. Oh really? Yeah. Are they gonna be people that that uh? Have abiding their time to get out, and they have holding that over their head, or, or are they going to be lifers who just yeah, want to be comfortable in there? A lot of times, it's people with a lot of time, a lot of time got a reputation. Okay, yeah, yeah. So did you did you ever become one of those people? Nah, uh, I didn't. That wasn't never my that wasn't never my thing to do nothing like that, man. I just yeah. always from a different different perspective, like. Man, I'm not finna. I'm not finna try to help them. You know what I'm saying? Suppress somebody worse than they already suppress. Absolutely, absolutely. If anything, I'm gonna try to talk to somebody and try to, you know what I'm saying, give them some enlightenment and encouragement for sure. They time to better themselves and you know to get themselves together. Yeah, yeah, and that that's why I wanted to go with this thing, man, because. Cause I I can see that and I, and I you know always uh, felt that with you. So uh, let me ask you this, and this not, this not even part of my script or nothing, but I know uh, your brother your brother you know he did time like, I guess before you and and, and while you know and y'all sort of was in there at, at the same time. Did that? But before you got caught up, did him being in there, did, did that have an effect on how you viewed the world and, 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 and you know, and everything around you? 
In, in, in a sense, it did. Okay. Yeah, you know, you know how tight me and my brother was. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Seeing him, you seen me, vice versa, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, when he got locked up, it was like, man, they took my took my road dog from me, you know. Yeah. Out here in these streets, <clears throat> excuse me, by myself now, so. Yeah. We gotta become a bigger beast than what I was. Already, already, yeah. It sort of it sort of empowers you in the wrong in the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Because you be you know, I know my brother always had my back and whatnot. So now I know that I, I ain't nobody got, got your back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know my uh my sister used to write in quite often, uh, you know, because they were they were, you know, tight. Uh so when when you went in, I mean so did you have consistent letters coming in and, and people speaking positive positivity into you and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I, I always had people, like my sister, man, she was always there for me the whole sure. time. Yep. yep. You know, uh, she kept me kept me really like with a level head once I started getting all that anger and frustration about me. Yeah, yeah. Like, my baby, my baby Always up for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Off and on. Yeah. She'll come through. Absolutely. And and, and you needed that. Uh, you know, because, you know, I, I've heard stories where people just don't know. They they, they going to go off the deep end and all of a sudden they get a letter and it, it puts them back in the right frame of mind, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I just, just wondered about that, man. That's what's up. So, uh, so you did you, you did get more religious. So, how much time did you spend in the, uh, the prison library? And, you know, is it like is it like a big like school library, or is it a little bit? Oh, yeah, it's like it's like a school library. I, I, I spent no, I read. I I, I got big on like uh, like philosophy. Okay, absolutely. You know, because philosophy is like it's a it's a it's a way to think. Y'all about what you think. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, that's the thing. And that's the thing with everything. It's not it's not always what you do, but it's why you do what you do. You know, and 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 and, and the way you think about what you do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, and and that's that's why, you know, different philosophy and and finding a philosophy that works for you, man. Because there's yeah. a lot of different philosophies out there, you know. Finding what works for you is is, is the key, you know. And and I think you found that. Like like one of the greatest saying from uh from philosopher name. He, he's really not a philosopher. He's more of a inspirational writer though. Okay. Napoleon Hill. Yeah, I've heard him. He said, "A man that does not have a grasp of a deep perspective of himself will find himself controlled by the negativity around him. And if a man can't control his own mind, mm-hmm. what else can he control? Nothing. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. You can't. And that's Napoleon Hill. That's and and big, that's, bro. 
that you have to be in prison. You're surrounded by negativity, but mm -hmm. you can't consumed by it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, I I feel that because I, I still, you know, wonder, you know, that situation, man. You know, you've got to be very, very strong-minded, you know, not to be consumed by it. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and like you said, out of 150 cats, only two or three of them was, was really positive at any given time. So, you know, that, that lets you know how tough it is right there, you know. Because, you know, people use things to distract themselves from the reality that they face. Absolutely. Instead Absolutely. of reality and becoming better from it. Uh -huh. You know, sometimes prison prison, prison going to affect you regardless. You know what I'm saying? Some type of way, but you got to be conscious of the way you're allowing it to affect you. Already. And some Already. people allowing it to affect them subconsciously and don't know they're becoming worse than what they was before they even came to prison. Yeah, yeah. Because they feel like they became smarter, got more game, tighten their game, more. <laughs> new game. <laughs> yeah, and they go out and go right back in. You know, yeah. ain't, ain't shit changed. You ain't that much smarter if you went right back in. Yeah, man. So, so uh, at what point uh, do you feel like your time started to change for the better, better? You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 now, now, now I'll give you a, a parallel. And it's not really a parallel because, you know, I'm on the outside, but this teaching, man, teach, just teaching is like rough. But like, after about four or five years, you know, it gets smooth and you figure out, you figure your lane out and, and, and how to navigate the kids and the administration. And you, you know, you can ride into retirement pretty smoothly. So, at what point, you know, in your time, did you feel like you was riding it out pretty smoothly? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say after about 10 years in. Okay. And, you know, I was with, up to that time, I was still involved with little, little hustling in prison, you know, trying to make ends meet, trying to survive, you know, whatever. Yep. But, I got I got I got moved to a different wing. And uh when I got there, it was this guy. He was watching me from across the room, from across the day room. And he didn't say anything to me for about two days, but like the second day he came to me and said, Man, he said, You you remember me? I'm like, no. He said, Man, your name such, 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 such. He named the area that I stayed in and everything. Okay. But I, after 10 years, he looked like he was about like 24 or something. 24. Oh, wow. okay. Oldest, right? Yeah. Damn, he probably too young, you know what I'm saying, for somebody that I really just hung around with out there, right? Yeah, yeah. He said, but, but he called my street name and a lot of dudes that I was messing with. And then he said, man, uh, you remember Samaje? I'm like, yeah, Samaje is my homeboy, little brother. Okay. And he was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a little dude that used to hang with uh with Samaje. I'm like, yeah. like he's like Chico. I was like, damn, man, yeah, I, 
He said, man, I used to see you out there, man, or you, you were doing your thing. Mm. He said, you, you, you were doing your thing. You had little females around you. He didn't say that. He said, man, you got balls around you. Woo, woo. Yeah. He said, you were little, but you was out there hanging around with the big niggas, you know? Yeah. He said, and, and I used to watch that, man. I used to want to be like that, man. Mm. And then he, he said, I want to be, I used to want to be like you. Hmm. And you know, my pride, my pride and uh ego, he kind of blew me up a little bit. Okay. Like, yeah, man, I left the impact out there, you know, that's what I'm saying to myself. Yeah. But when I was still that night and, and laid down, I was like, man, that ain't nothing to feel good about. Yep. You know what I'm Because you probably influence this dude in the wrong way and stuff right. like that. Right. <laughs> Situation. So yeah. what is feel good about that? Yeah. And I thought thought to myself, I'm like, man, right. It's like I was having a whole conversation with myself. <laughs> and it was like, man, that uh, and then I tried to justify it too. I was like, man, well, shit, everybody out there doing it wasn't just me. <laughs> but it was like something just hit. Now he said you. Yeah. He didn't say everybody else. He said you. Yeah. So with that you, that put a responsibility on me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yep. In my mind, responsibility on me. I write since you had influence. Now then, now what kind of influence can you give him? Right, exactly. Influence can you be? Now at that point he, he was you. Y'all was in the same spot. Yeah. But what can I say to him to give him, give him a different perspective, give him a different way of looking at life? So did you go to him? With, did you have another yeah. conversation with him? The next day I went to him. The next okay. day I, went to him, I talked to him, and I, I I have never thought like this in, up to this point. Okay. I really didn't know what to say to him the next day. Yeah. But when I seen him, I said, man, I said, man, you got kids? He's like, yeah, man. Got a little boy, got a little girl, and then I was like, uh, "Look at yourself, and look at your son. Yeah. Would you want your son to be like you?" And he was like, "No, nah, man. I want to be better than me. I want to be. I want to go to school. I want him to do this. I want him to do that." Mm -hmm. I said, "So how can you ask him? Ask that of him when you're not even asking that from yourself?" Look at you. You know, you're not even you're not even being front of him then. Yep. Because how you gonna place those expectations on him but not place them on yourself? You want him to be something that you're not. If you want him to be something, you gotta be it first. Mm -hmm. I said, because you're gonna be his first hero. You're gonna be his first role model. Yeah. You're gonna be the person he look up to. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be the person he's gonna wanna be like. Yeah. So you got how do you want him to be? Okay. And your daughter. I said, now look, if you somebody you want your daughter to marry, nah, I want nah. Hmm. I said, well, you're gonna be the first person she falls in love with. <laughs> right. I said, so if she falls in love, love with somebody like you, then what? Yeah. I said, hey, so man. you gotta you gotta be try, try to become the man that you want your daughter to marry. Yeah. You know, and I don't even know where this came from. Cause like I'm I said, I'm trying to tell you. 
I had never thought about this, but that was like, and and then he was like, man, you know, you're right. I ain't, ain't nobody ever talked to me like that. I ain't never heard nothing like that. You know, nobody brought it to me like that. Yeah. And then I said, man, now is the time to start trying to be the person that you need and that you need to be, and that you need to be for your kids. Absolutely. He said, he said, but now, man, I'm down here. He got caught up in a prison game. Really? And I, I was talking to him when they were dropping out, you know what I'm saying, time for us to go eat and stuff in the, uh, in the lunch hall. Yeah. So he said that his homeboys had already got into it with this other game. And when they go to the when they go to the child hall or whatnot, he don't know what's gonna happen. Hmm. And if I tell you that's the last time I seen him. Wow. Last time I seen him. And you don't know what happened to him? I don't know what happened to him, but he don't know. He had a he had a major impact on my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying at the time because he gave me a whole different way of looking at life then. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So he, I so that's when my time started changing for the better because I started seeing things in a whole totally different light. Okay, I seeing things is trying to be an example. Yeah, even in prison, you can you can you can like in prison, right? You can set yourself apart from everybody else by not trying to be like everybody else. Yeah, being different from everybody else just because you're in prison don't mean you got to do prison stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. Just because y'all all got the same routine don't mean y'all have to all be the same, you know? And then some people routine is different. Yeah. Some routine is drop out in the morning, go to the day room, play domino and stuff like that. Okay. My, might be waking up in the morning, reading some inspirational, set my day on the right path. Already. Already. Yeah. That makes sense, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you shared that, bro. I hope uh do you know how long that brother had? Did and he didn't had like a like a three to five year sentence or something like that. Oh wow. Okay. But like I said, he got caught up in a little old game because he was a, he was the expanding. Oh, and was he? Was, okay. He gotta give me something. Yeah. Yeah. So so talk to me. Uh so I know you, you said uh uh, it started getting better after about ten years. So, so your first ten years and your last ten years—I mean, no, your first ten and your last fifteen. So what, what, what was the difference? And just thinking about it, it was like, man, you know, I have to start living in prison like I would live if I was free. Okay. You know, it was certain things that I didn't want to do when I got out anymore. I, I didn't want to get high. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to smoke uh, weed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, stop this stuff right now. Okay. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. I want I wanna I wanna be conscious of how uh how people view me. Yeah. And I wanna I don't want somebody to just be able to view me and stereotype me so he ain't he ain't nothing but trouble. Right, right. Oh believe it or not, man, people make a People can get impression of you by your appearance. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They'll stereotype you and got your whole personality down. They uh -huh. think, yeah, yeah. And 
you could pass by somebody, somebody speak to you, you don't speak back to them, they go, oh, he got an attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So you really had a negative impact on that person and not even realize you probably went, you probably had something on your mind thinking about something when this person uh -huh. their impression of you is negative. It's a negative one, yep. So I started being a whole lot more conscious of the impact that I have on people during the interactions. Okay. Your last 15 years? Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Anything else? Your, your last 15 years? Uh, you know, I, I finished college. Wow. Went to a base dorm and just really. <laughs> you, you, you got the Amber Alert too? Yeah. <laughs> I got it too. <laughs> That's crazy how these iPhones are all wired together, man. <laughs> So you said you got uh you so you get certifications or you get a degree or, or what, yeah, what got degree. got a oh, degree that's so, what's up man that's what's up so uh did you take on any leadership roles well it was one while I I was a facilitator of this class it was a religious based class okay. called Discipleship class. Okay. And I facilitated that for like three years. Good. Three Good. You, you, did you ever think about being a, a minister or a preacher, anything like that? No, nah, it, it, didn't, it didn't cross my mind to get to that level right there. It was, I, was, I was really just doing it for, uh, for personal growth and spiritual growth. For sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what's up, man. Were you, uh, cause me and my boys was talking about this the other day, like, you know, like, I, I believe in God, but I don't necessarily believe in the Bible or everything the Bible says. And so, yeah. like, every time, every, every step of the way that I've been in church and Bible study and all this, you grew I, up in I've been giving them preachers the blues, bro. I had so <laughs> I had so many questions about the Bible, man, and, and what they say, and, and you know, just over the years, and they try their best, man. But some some way, my questions just never got answered. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so you know that's what I you know my, my uh my question to you, man, is you know uh how did you know how how did uh, being spiritual, you know, affect you, you know, in, in a positive in a positive way in in that spot. You know, it give you it give you a true sense of yourself. Okay. You know, and uh, it 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 brings out the best in you. Not saying that all religions bring out the best in you, but you got to find something that bring out the best in you. Already. And uh. I'm not gonna say I was just all the way full blown Christian in in the Christianity like that, but I, I studied it a lot, and sure. you know the aspect of Christianity that I always concentrated on was the love aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, the loveness and the forgiveness aspect of it. forgiveness. That's big. Yep. You know, and those are things that I I took from it and tried to incorporate it in my life, and that that. My whole perspective, 
whole outlook, my whole heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you mm. when you when you change your heart, your mind changes. Yep. Yep. So, so and then when your mind change, our our life is just our thoughts strung together into decisions. Yeah. So your life gonna change also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Change the way you think you're gonna change your whole life. Yep. Yep. And 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 you will change the life of others as well. Yes, you know yes. what I'm saying. Absolutely, I believe we obligated to. Obligated, absolutely. Each one, teach one. Being, you know, and you know what obligates us? Being, being humans. That obligates yeah. us. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I look at it like this: the more you know, the more you owe. Already, already, already. That that's a big one. That's a big one. You know what I'm saying? The more you know, the more you owe. Right there. Hey, uh, so, so you, uh, and I, man, like, I'm, I'm only 15 years in of my yeah. teaching, right? So I got a whole another 15 years to go before I can retire. So it's like you, it's like you retired already, man. Like when you was there 15 years, yeah, like, you had 10 years to go, like, you but was, look where I retired from, though. <laughs> <laughs> Two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, man. Yeah, brother. So my my homegirl at work, she uh, she started HISD right out of eighteen, same as you know eighteen. So she retired early. She was like 50, 49, something like that when she was able to retire. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, what I what I was getting at is that when you was at year fifteen, you know, could you cause cause you had cause it was still like fifty was fifty years on your brain or was get the get the twenty five so you can get the parole? Yeah. That was on your mind. So you knew once you got there, it was no denying you. I want for sure, but I, I just had faith. Okay. I just had faith that man, you know, that's the right thing, that the people are gonna do the right thing, you know, and and that even if even if they didn't, then I would still have to continue on my path of becoming the best person that I can be. Already. Best Absolutely. version regardless. So, if, so you, yeah. yeah. So if you didn't, if, if they didn't approve you, like how often would your parole hearings come up? Like when was the uh, next one would have been? It really depends. Like they call when they deny you parole, they call it a set off, and they can give you anywhere from a one to a five year set off. Oh hell, yeah, that sounds like that's so arbitrary, man. That sounds like, that's just that's up that's just up to whoever whoever the hell it's up to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad it. It worked out, you know, the way it did. So your parole hearing, how did you have to prepare for that, or did you? And you gotta, you gotta put your best, your 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 best foot forward, you know, because you gotta realize that your life depends on your life is on the line right here. So yeah, just gotta be real with them. You gotta show them who you are. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that, that you're not just uh, what they read on this paper. You more than that. Okay, and 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 that that on that paper that probably went 
the real you anyway. You were just, you know what I'm saying, caught up in some stuff and whatnot, man. Yeah. Live, living out living out of uh, alter ego. <laughs> Something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Uh so you get to the uh parole hearing. Uh do they let you speak or are they just reading stuff off of paper about you or how how that works? They give you opportunity to speak on something or not. So you had something prepared or you spoke off the cuff? No, nah, I just really just spoke off the spoke from the heart, man. Okay. 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 So how long did it take for them to make a decision? Uh, it took a few months. Like, oh don't, shit, man. Don't get you don't even get to answer the same day, man. They, <laughs> <laughs> it took hey, y'all had 25 years to decide. Now <laughs> you still need some months? Man, I'm talking some months. <laughs> like I seen roll in uh March of 2021, and I didn't get my answer until May. Oh hell. I mean, I'm I'm glad it, it was the right answer. They came to the right decision, conclusion. But God damn, yeah, they gonna make you sweat, ain't they? They gonna make you sweat. They gonna <laughs> just draw you, spring you along, man. Stretching out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so then after you get your answer, how long do you get released? Oh uh, man, I was out really like a week later. Okay, okay. So the day you got out, what was that like? Oh man, it was like a whole. It's it like man, now life begins again. Life begins again, brother. Absolutely. Right time. Yeah, yeah. And so you you were how old when you got out? Uh, forty four. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know about you at forty four, but me at forty four, man, I felt sort of young. I didn't feel old. You got a lot of life, brother. Lot. Yeah, yeah, already. You know what I'm saying? Huh? I gotta make it to retirement. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know that. So you know that's something that's awesome. It's not like you know in life, them cats was 88, 89 when they got out that old. They was in there a long time, brother. You know, so you know, you uh, you know, once you got out, so okay, so they that you know, there, I guess, there's always the possibility that you you can't cope or function, you know, because you've been locked up for so long. Did you ever worry about that? Nah. Well, they can say, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> People are not gonna start stop being people. Okay, already. So if you know how to interact with people, you you know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Do yeah. Treat everybody like you want to mm. be true. Yeah. You know, it ain't it ain't nothing to really be apprehensive about. But even though I, I in the back of my mind, I know that I was gonna be looked upon by certain people. Oh, he he been in prison. He, I'll be looking for those little traits like damn, can he function? How how have prison affected him? And, exactly. Exactly. You know, stuff like that. So I was aware of it, but okay. Uh, and how long were you on parole? 
uh, for 25 years. Oh, for the, the rest of the 50? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. But, so, I mean, but you, so it's like, are, are they real picky? You know, like any, any, you know, like if you litter on the ground, are they trying to make Nah, you? man, they really, they not, man. Okay. Only time they be picky with you if they know that you're not doing really what you're supposed to do. Okay. Like, you keep employment and stuff like that. Yep. And don't get in dirty UAs or nothing, man. They ain't gonna gonna bother. They ain't looking for a reason to put you back in prison. They looking for a reason to keep you out. Yeah, already. That's what's up, man. I mean, that's good. That's good, man. But, because I was on probation before, so I know I had, the the worst thing about that is I had to pay. I had to pay money every goddamn month. Yeah. Do you have to pay for being on parole? Yeah. Probation is way more expensive than parole. Like, pro, pro, might have to pay $160 a month or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parole just pay $18 a month. Okay. Okay. Mm, that's cool. That's cool, man. Good. Shit. Hey, man. Well, I think that this, this episode is going to help a lot of people, bro. You know, and yep. uh, I know for a fact, you know, that, uh, you know, when you, you know, when in that thing, you you were hurting, bro. You know, and oh. and, and so it it wasn't the real you. You know what I'm saying? And, it was, yeah. Because you know, the streets turn you into people that you to somebody that you really not. Mm-hmm. Got to come to that conclusion that that's not who you really is. Absolutely. Because I know I wasn't raised like that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying I know mm-hmm. praise. I know what was expected of me. Yeah, and stuff. Like that. And I know the type of values that was instilled in me. Right on. You know, but you get caught up in the streets. You go by a different value, different codes, and yeah. uh, a totally different mentality. But at right some right. point, you got to get back to your roots. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And, and you did that, and you are currently doing that, man. And uh, I'm proud of you, bro. Proud Appreciate of you, man. You. And you did some. You doing some great things, man. Big things, man. Yes, sir. Uh, so, like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your profession. It uh, it, it what'd you say, bro? You making a big change in people' life through your profession. Hey, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. I try, man. You know, these kids try me. <laughs> but you know, you know, it's all good. But I love what I'm doing, and uh, you know, I'm also enjoying telling these stories from this uh, this uh, this uh, podcast, bro. These stories yeah. are really positive and impactful on people because they're telling me. You know what I'm saying? So, and I know this is going to be another very positive and impactful show, bro. Uh, I'm Eric T. Jackson. Uh, this is Talking Shop. That's my boy. Cedric Boyd, uh, we grew up together, and uh, you know, we're gonna grow old together. Appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you too, man. Yes, sir. One love, one love.